Do you want me? Do you want muffin? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hungry. Where have you just whipped? No, two them, out of four I muffins. Bought them on my lunch. Do you want one? You had two muffins at lunch? Yeah, so I can't have four. Like, three's bad, but I can't be having four. So I'll have a muffin. Yeah, eat it. I got no rules, I count it. to the record swap if it's evening where you are it's evening where we are it is evening where we are which is unusual for us it is unusual for we're us we're actually having a late evening recording yeah, it's nice a borderline ethan's, ethan's got ethan's got a dressing gown on right? yeah oh and he's my slippers thank you very much candles lit uh-huh. and we're having a beer it's a bit sensual are you sure it's just a podcast that you're oh yeah <laughs> it's very it's nice mm. mm-hmm it's a nice, Simple we've got the beer. feng shui going, we've got the fairy lights on. You've got your slips on, mate. Mate, the slippers, they're essential Yeah, to my, I don't, to my life. I don't really wear a lot of slippers. Mate, you should get yourself some slippers. I, I do have them, but... I used to have the kind of slippers where your feet would just kind of go in them, uh, and they would flap around, what? like a flip-flop. That's... You know what I mean? What, like slippers, you mean? Yeah, but I don't really like that kind of slipper. So now I've got a slipper that's more like a shoe. Oh, and it's, it got comes a up, back. it's got a back. You yeah. Know? Okay. That's the, that. that's the shit right they're there. Bit, they're a bit sturdier. Yeah. They're not just falling off your feet willy nilly. No, they're not. It's not. It's summer though. I'm not wearing slippers at this time of year. Why not? Because it's summer. It's warm in summertime. They're comfortable. Yeah. You wear shoes in summertime. Do you ever think, oh, my feet are a bit hot. I'm wearing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I can't go out of this house without shoes because it's not socially acceptable could be if you made it socially acceptable i'm not gonna shoes are just a social construct guys i'm not gonna be the you don't need laser. to wear them so not welcome to the record laser. swap guys um i should introduce myself if you've never listened to this before My if you've never listened to this before they will have stopped by now <laughs> so i think you're fine uh my name is ethan baird and joining me uh, as ever the the man himself Daniel Maguire. Hello, everyone. You all right? Yeah. Great. Cheers. Cool. Now yes. that we've introduced ourselves, let's talk about some music for an hour. That'll be good. Yeah. We're list, uh, we're we're hosting this podcast Happy here. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Oh yeah. Happy Father's Day, Dad. If you li- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not everyone. Not everyone gets Happy Father's Day because not everyone's a father. But and not everyone's my father. I don't really wish Happy Father's Day to, to other, other just dads. random fathers. Oh yeah. Do you? No, I don't think so, but I've never really thought of that before. It's like, as so long as you've had a child, you can be like, oh, happy father's to me. But no, I would just say to my dad and granddad, I suppose. No, interesting. No, because that's not your dad either. No, but he is like a dad in my family. Yeah, I guess. Okay. You just go around all your uncles as well, do you? No, I draw the line <laughs> <of> uncles. <laughs> Anyway, um, we're releasing this on Father's Day, so we've picked the Father's Day album as our category. Yeah, a- an album that we share an appreciation for with our fathers. Yeah. I don't say father, and it actually feels like an uncomfortable word in my mouth. Dad's, isn't it? Dad's. Dad's. Happy Dad's Day. Don't even get the second D, just da. Da. <laughs> happy, uh, happy Dad's Day, da. Um, we are reviewing music that you like this week yes um, it's an album that we share an appreciation with with our own 
for there. Uh, so let's let's get goddamn on with this. Yeah. All right. You're All both. Right. I don't need to use the Lord's name in vain. Um, you gave me Fleet Foxes. Fleet Foxes. And their debut album, Fleet Foxes. Fleet Foxes. Um, yeah. came out in two thousand and eight, I think. I actually haven't written that down, but I'm pretty sure it was two thousand and eight. Sounds about right. Um, and I had didn't really know Fleet Foxes before. I'm not surprised. This is their first of what is currently three albums. Mm-hmm. Um, three. Excellent album. Now, yeah, I did actually look into um, Fleet Fox a little bit, and yeah, it seems like their albums have been pretty consistently well received mm, mm-hmm. by the fans. They have, and um, the most recent album was very eagerly anticipated because it had been quite some time. Right. Okay. I think. I think. Yeah, I mean, these two came out in... like oh eight and uh, two thousand and eight and twenty ten. Right. The Helpless Blues. And then the most recent album only came out maybe last year. Yeah, well, three in 11 years. I was going to have to be a big gap in there yeah, somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Because they kind of split up. Well, not split up, but disbanded and then came back together. Went to on hiatus. A hiatus. That's yeah. the word they used, yeah. Um, I am actually, later on in this review, going to ask you something about the later album. Mm-hmm. Later albums. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, once again, it's kind of an indie folk album. Yeah, I've given you a bit of a, quite a couple oh, of indie folk albums. Yeah, now. well, we've had, had First Aid Kit. We've had First Aid Kit. We've had Mumford and Sons. King Creosote. We've had King Creosote. I do like a bit of folksiness. I do. Yeah. Um, and I think the indie side of it was there in um, Wolf Alice a little bit. It was. Um, and in Elbow a little bit even. It was. Um, so yeah, kind of. So we, we can we can pick something. You're else starting there. to paint a picture of of my perfect genre, aren't you? Uh, I look, well, yeah. Funny you should say that because I pressed play on this album and it was like, it's so not surprising that you love this album so much uh-huh. because I heard elbow in it like straight away. Yeah, straight away. Uh-huh. They've they've clearly drawn influence from that. So it's like an indie folk album with like alt rock vibes throughout it. Mm-hmm. I think if we're sort of. If you've been listening to to the record swap for a little while, thank you very much. Um, but also, I think this is closer to Mumford and Sons than it is to Elbow. But I I think it has similarities to both, and I think it sits between those two sounds quite nicely. I kind of feeling? get that, but I, I I don't I don't really draw a huge comparison between this and Mumford and Sons. Really, okay. Myself, I see it more of as more as a legit folk album, right? What, than what Mumford and then? Sons, where Mumford and Sons is more like kind of <laughs> faux folk. Do you know what I mean? Like faux is an F A U X folk. Oh right, okay. Yeah, like it's not it, it's not really proper folk. Where I feel like this is proper American folk music. Right. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It's not. Um. I'm not going to claim to be able to differentiate between various types of folk between music. folk and yeah. faux folk yeah <laughs> a genre that I've just dubbed that you've Mumford just created yourself yeah, yeah. I don't, don't know what that is straight away great artwork mm. great mm. artwork mm. I love good artwork and yep. it's an audio often, podcast often so overlooked yeah we don't really discuss it that often um, because you can't see it I mean you can you can go out of your way and look at it and I, I think you should well, we do post them on our Instagram every week we do that's true um and I suppose you would see it if you if you go and listen to the albums, which again, we recommend you do. Um, but yeah, it's a very, there's so much going on. It's like this sort of village sequence, but it's like a sort of old painting type. I can't name the period of it because I never took art, but 
I, I don't get art Style so much. Painting, but yeah. it looks cool and it's nice. It looks cool and it's nice, so that'll do. Um, I think that there is... There's really good... I think the vocals are good. I think the vocals are good. And I think there's good vocal harmonies throughout as well. Mm. I almost wonder if there's maybe... If they harmonise too much. Because I feel like the, there's really great moments where it's just the singer whose name I have not noted down. Robin Pecknold. Robin Pecknold. Um, I feel like there's really good moments where he his voice is really isolated and I kind of would like there to be a little bit more of that. And it's just because I think he's got a good voice and I think he's true. He's good at that. I get um, that. I do get that. There's nothing wrong with the harmonies. I just think it would be nice for him to have his own moments um, on a few more occasions on the album. Um, to kind of talk about the sound of the album and, and discuss a couple of tracks, uh, I think that there's a really catchy vocal line on the second song, which I think is maybe a single. Um, White Wing, White Winter Hymnal. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce that yes. word? Yes. Um, there's something really dark about that song, actually. Yeah. Which I do, but I, which obviously I like. Um, but it's got this really catchy vocal line, which I've been kind of humming away. It's the only moment in the album that I really take away and sing to myself when yeah. I'm not listening to the album. Um, just because I suppose they do repeat it over and over and over. They again. do, which <laughs> does help. Um, it does kind of get ingrained. Mm. Um, I think. Um, Tiger Mountain Peasant Song it's pretty good that's a good name for a song isn't it mm. um, I think Quiet House is probably probably the best song on the album whoa look. I think the reasoning for that is that it's got more of a something that you bring up actually it's got a fuller sound mm. than the other songs mm. everything seems to click into place and everything gets going at the same time in that song I think there's like a um actually this song does remind me of Elbow there's a guitar line in the bridge which is quite I don't think abstract is the right word but it's it's um, goes a lot there's like a piano in the background this this guitar line it just really reminds me of Elbow basically mm. it really reminds me of Seventeen Kid um, which was of course your favourite album of all time yeah boy um, I think Quiet House is is really good I think um, He Doesn't Know Why is quite good good vocals in that song um, excuse me I'm like choking um, I'm going to take a little sip actually Mm. See, I knew that this was going to happen. You offer yeah. Daniel a beer while we're recording a podcast as opposed to like tea or water. Um, I'm going to dispute whatever you're about to say in a second and I'll tell you And why. it makes him belch you. I'm not belching. That's what I'm disputing. I'm not you're, belching. You, but you're, you're suppressing belts and I can see it. You're not suppressing belch. I just had a little phlegm. A little phlegm. I've had a long day. Mm-hmm. And I'm also just really enjoying this beer and just watch Take Another Sip. Um, <laughs> I think the... The vocals in that song are a bit less gentle than they had been previously. That's what I've noted down, and I think kind of what I mean by that is that it's, again, it's it's him isolated. Mm. And I think that brings out more character than the harmonies do. Sure. The harmonies are, they're worth mentioning because they are all over this album, but they just kind of create a nice vocal sound. Yeah. Whereas I think he, on his own, is capable of more than that. I think that's where the emotion comes through in the album yeah. and, the, and, the, and the passion for sure is when you have him isolated and you can hear because he's the songwriter as well right um, uh, you really hear his his vocal line come through it can be really impactful and if you look at tracks like Oliver James which is later on in the album it's just him and guitar yeah yeah. Um, and it's a really passionate song and you can really hear that in his voice and I get what you mean about the, the harmonies sort of mask that a little bit mm-hmm. and I think they're just think leaning so. a bit more on creating that full sound and that kind of wash of, of, yeah. of sound which is amazing and I, I love about this album 
yeah, you never have too many harmonies in my opinion. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I do know exactly where you're coming from. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think um, Oliver James is well worth mentioning. The vocals in that song are really good. Um, I think it ends the album pretty well because I think it does tail off a bit in the second half. Okay. I think there's a there's a bit of a lull. I think Blue Ridge Mountains, which is the second last song, there's eleven tracks in the album. I think that brings it back a little bit. That song, it gets going really well, um, and creates that like I mentioned earlier that kind of fuller sound that Quiet House has had, and that that is the bit of this of this band that I I go yeah that's that's it that's mm-hmm. where you're nailing it, and I do think that it doesn't quite happen enough on this album. Mm-hmm. I think that there's lots of good ideas on this album and I think that when all the basically when all the instruments and all the band members come together at one time which they don't do all that often really mm. um, I think drums are fairly sparingly used in the album but when everything comes in at one time I'm like that's it right there yeah um, but I think there's a lot of like kind of gentleness mm-hmm. to the album Um there, yeah, like heard them stirring is like this sort of break and this sort of instrumental almost mood piece. Um, but it, I don't know, it didn't really do a lot, and I didn't really feel it was that necessary either. I kind of see what you mean there. I like that track. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I, I think it it adds to the atmosphere of the album and it it, it maintains the, the theme and the the genre I think quite well. Yeah. See, I think that's maybe my problem with it is it doesn't feel like a break and play. It just feels like, like dynamically, it still is kind of sitting on the same level as what's come before. Sure. And so I just go, well, so then I don't really feel like I need it. Okay. No, I see. What like I quite with. like an instrumental break to be an actual break and play, mm-hmm. and to be like, I've just had like five full on like bangers, and then I've got like something to kind of ease me into maybe, sure. and like the second half of the album, which in this case would is is a little bit different, I think, and slightly more gentle and mellow. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things I was listening to this album and I kept reminding myself of was that this is a debut album. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think for a debut, it's very impressive. They sound, sure. they doesn't sound like a debut album. This no. sounds like a band that have been doing this for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've got a really good idea of what they want to do. Um, I just think that they, and this is where I wanted to ask what they do on further releases. Um, I just think that there are a couple of decisions on the album that I I kind of question a little bit just because I feel like they're maybe not playing to their strengths as much as they could. Mm-hmm. One of the things I noted down is I think they're a bit sparing with their own ability. Um, like I think that they there's a bunch of really good ideas on the album but it so much of the album then feels, and I kind of touched on this earlier, just kind of feels... A little bit minimalist and I just kind of want those ideas to come crashing together a little mm-hmm. bit more mm-hmm. um, and almost want the, like if the album was was like this sort of stretched out thing I just I would kind of like to compress it and just bring bits like closer together I, d- I don't know I've got this kind of image in my head it's like just... an accordion yeah <laughs> yes you a little bit like an accordion squeeze the accordion yeah and, and just like <laughs> just bring everything like just kind of pack it all in together mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. more um, condense yeah just not even in terms of duration just in terms of like getting more stuff into uh-huh. into more bits that I feel fall a little bit flat sometimes particularly in the second half of the album but I've got to say I don't really have any 
I don't have any songs that I dislike on this album. I mean, there's bad songs. There's no there's no stinkers on it. Um, there's a couple of moments in the second half that I thought were a little bit dull. I gotta be honest. Um, but I thought there was plenty of good things. And yeah, I would like more of the alt rock. And that is kind of where I ask the question: What do they kind of continue to do this? So what I feel like has happened to them as a band as a sound since then is that they've kind of they've become a bit more experimental and they've kind of grown through their sound and it's, it's a bit more expansive now it's it's I, I wouldn't really ever describe this band as alt rock as such right. they never really lean in, lean into that it has that potential to I think but I feel like they it's just op- like little glimpses of they them, open yeah. it up and it, it's still very like <clears throat> acoustic and, and folksy throughout mm. um, lyrically as well like they never really leave that behind uh, but the sound does become more expansive and more experimental. And, and I mean, the most recent album has like eight minute long tracks on it that come and go and ebb and flow and right. all over the place. I think I quite like the sound of that. Actually. Yeah, and I I prefer their later albums. Right, okay. This, of their three albums, this is probably the one that I like the least. Yeah. I don't dislike it by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, yeah. I love this album. Um, but I wanted to give you the first album to kind of pique your oh, interest yeah. in the album. Sure. I think you should go and listen to, to the, listen to them in order, listen to Helplessness Blues yeah. and then go on yeah, to quite, the most recent one. Yeah, quite possibly. I think I maybe will do that just because I feel like there is a little bit of potential here but like I say, I just want them to, I kind of just want them to get going a little bit more and it's not even just because, oh, I that's what I like. I mm-hmm. like sort of loud noises. It's, <laughs> it's because I think that they could do that. Like I just think there's, little moments in the album where I think they could kind of, I don't know, just just bring a bit more oomph to the table. Sure. And I think they'd be good at that. Sure. So they, and do. I don't know if oomph is necessarily what you're saying the next album has, but... Uh, the, the, oh, there's oomph. There is <laughs> there's oomph. oomph. Yeah, yeah, I would I say like there's, there's a bit more darkness in Helplessness Blues oh, as well. Um, like that. Th- there is a darker edge to it, for sure. Um I mean, mostly because Robin Pignall was kind of going through a divorce at time. All oh, right, okay. Um, and that definitely is is audible on the album. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I would list, I would go on to listen to that. Yeah, I think I maybe will then. Um, because like I say, I think there's good stuff on this album. Um, but it didn't quite. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. I just thought it was all right, and I thought mm-hmm. there was good stuff on it. I thought it was potential on it, and that's the thing. I kept coming back to. I was like. This is a debut album. Sure, yeah. Um, and I think everything that I didn't like about it, I could see them fixing and, and improving sure. on. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give it probably a strong six. A strong six? Yeah. I feel like you should yeah. give it a seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if it deserves it. I do think that there's three or four in the second half of the album that I... They do lose my attention okay, a little bit, okay. and I do find my mind wandering. And I feel like I'm not. Not but your protector, good chin. That's like track eight. This is just before Blue Ridge Mountains, I think. Yes, Blue Ridge Mountains as well. Good chin, Oliver that. James. Um, yeah, it, it, it ends. James, it ends so. quite well actually, but there's a bit of a, a bit of a lull mm. before that. Um, and I think because my mind does wander during those. Uh, excuse me, during those songs, there is, there's there is the belt. It's all right. You're, about, it was you're about to start talking to <laughs> Um Yeah, I think because my mind did wander, particularly in the first couple of listens, um, I think I will have to go for six. Fair enough. 
Um, but it six is still fine because I think I might listen to their follow up album. I think you should. Um, and who knows? Maybe it's a darn ten. It's well, it's probably not. But I mean, it is. <laughs> uh, so I take it we'll listen to Quiet Houses. Yeah, Quiet Houses. I think is the best song. In the okay, album. let's go for that then. Uh, this so is the song that I go. Do that. Do this. Yeah. Okay. Quiet Houses from the album Fleet Foxes. Debut album from band of Fleet Foxes. Foxes. <laughs> Enjoy, folks. All right, that was Fleet Foxes. Uh, the song is called Quiet Houses. It's from their debut self-titled album Fleet Foxes, which came out in 2008. Um, I just mentioned to Ethan, um, as that song was playing there, that that album was a bit of a grower for me. Um, first couple listens, first listen, I was like, oh, I really don't know if that's doing a lot for me at all. Um, and it did grow me a little bit. So if you've given it a listen, um, or if you're going to give it a listen, then after the first your first uh, listen through you're like not so keen try again have yeah. another one just first so you don't succeed yeah um, just see if it does anything else for you because it had, it did grow on me a little bit I think part of the thing was that like because I've had quite a bit of stuff like this recently yeah I was a bit like oh here we go again yeah <laughs> <laughs> I get that I've given you a lot of similar stuff recently um, anyway you have given me something really not similar to that at no. all. Such as the record swap. Such as the swapping of records. Um, I've been listening this week to Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. Which just as a as a as a title is against against Fleet Foxes it makes you <laughs> think it's it's a little bit different. Uh, this is Guns and Roses. Yeah. Like. Rock and roll legends, yeah. Guns and Roses, yeah. debut album, debut album, eighty seven. This came out. Mm-hmm. Um, Madness of... that this is a debut album. Anyway, well, I'm going to come on to that. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, this album, this album is like proper rock and roll. Oh yeah, it's it's sex and drugs and rock and roll. Full on, full it's on, bursting with all the things that you think are there. Basically, are rock and roll things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Um, they're they're iconic, yeah, in their own right as a oh, band, yeah. like one hundred percent legends. They're Axl Rose, Francis band. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't already know that, um, you probably did. <laughs> um, and I actually have to admit, on when it comes to Axl Rose, I don't love Axl Rose. I think lots of people feel the same way, so I think you're all right. Um, I think his vocals, I find them a bit much sometimes. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people feel like and that. And I feel like listening to it for an hour is, mm. I'm a bit drained and a bit mm-hmm. done with it by the end. But in, in small doses, I like it. Yeah. And I don't think there's, there's any denying that he's he's excellent. Oh, yeah. Like, he is an excellent vocalist. Mm-hmm. When he gets up into his rock tenor and he's, like, screaming and wailing and he's, like, grunting and growling <laughs> and doing all this, like, mad stuff, it, it's there's so much character, there's so much yeah. energy and... And life and his, his performance. Mm-hmm. Great Still got performer. that as well. I bet Still he does. Live, they yeah. released an album not long ago. Oh, it was more than 10 years ago now. But I mean, for a, for a band that, <clears> was, that ye- hit their peak in the eight, late 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, not that long ago. T- 2008, they released Chinese Democracy. And word has it uh-huh. that... So, um, Axel Slash and Duff, three of the original members of Guns N' Roses, kind of the three main boys, got back together in the last few years. Um, to do some shows and that's mm-hmm. where I saw them I saw them last year um, and they were brilliant um, and the, apparently they are now writing new music together Wait. for the first time in what will be probably 
20 years since they've written music together. In fact, it'd be more than that. It'd be closer to 30. So what was Chinese Democracy then? Um, that was Axl Rose and other people. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, well, yeah, so with Axl Rose, I like, I like you in small doses. There's no denying you're excellent. You are excellent. But I just can't take it. For, for 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 a lot of time. Yeah, no, I think that's perfectly fair. Um, and he's an icon. He's he's the front man of Guns N' Roses, and I just yeah. can't I can't ever like I can knock this band, but they will forever be iconic. They're like, just they're Guns N' Roses, and I just can't undo that. Um, there are some, like, stroke of genius tracks on this record. <laughs> I mean, they're just are. Yeah. What kind of band opened their debut album? Oh. Their debut album. <laughs> Like their first ever, the first thing anyone is ever going to listen yeah. to of theirs with a track like Welcome to the Jungle. It is, I think that there's a real claim that if you go side A, track A from the first album, like pit all of those tracks that every band ever has released against each other, the first track and the first album. Mm-hmm. Is there a better one than Welcome to the Jungle? I don't know. In rock music. Like in, 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 in rock. hard rock music. I don't. I don't know. Well, I. I. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I probably not listen to. Yeah, enough. we can't ever know that. But coming from from you, a, a rock music fan. Yeah. A rock music fan. Yeah. Um, it's like that's a bold claim. Way up there. Uh, it's like, an excellent right, track. It's in the conversation. You have to imagine that when people listened to this album in '87, they must have been like, "Who the." God damn hell are these guys? Mm. And what right do they have <laughs> oh, <laughs> to, yeah. to just throw this record out there with yeah. this opener on it? Absolutely. It was it was a bold choice for them as well though, because they must have been sitting on this track thinking, This is this is great, this yeah. is really good. But there must have always been that doubt of but is it really that good? Yeah. So to throw it at the top of the record and just like put all put that all the money on that, um, I, do, I think sometimes like I, I, I don't write music so I don't know but I think sometimes you must know when you're on to something mm. and Welcome to the Jungle feels like one of those moments where they must have just been like how could this not succeed how could people not like this sure. especially in the mid 80s when people were like yearning for more and more of that stuff yeah absolutely I mean that song has has ascended into into the hall of fame. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I mean, it, it it just oozes the the sex and attitude of rock and roll. Yeah. The 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 opening guitar riffs yes. are so good. And they just <laughs> they just lift off mm-hmm. and then like soar into the track. And once once you get going and the, and the drums come in and it kind of beats down a little bit. Yeah. Amazing, yeah, brilliant, and it's and brilliant. and Wolf has these iconic lyrics and stuff as well. Welcome to the jungle, like, oh, it's great. It's just it is next level. It's unbelievable. It's out of this world. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's not the only track on the album that is that good. No, you've. I mean, you've got your Paradise City, great mm-hmm. track. Not as good. No, it's but not it, as good. It, but it's still iconic. Of the three big hitters, I think Welcome it's, to the Jungle it's, is the best it's one. the third one. Uh, sorry Paradise it would be my third oh, right, okay, yeah. and Sweet Child of Mine of course we all know what Sweet Child of Mine is yeah. even people that don't like music <laughs> know Sweet Child of Mine is, yeah. it, it, it's up there as well however okay. this is where I reach my butt on this album right I think it suffers 
for those three tracks being so good. Do you know what I mean by that? Um, so what I know what you mean, but I don't agree with it. I I, I, mean, I get that, and I and I when I was writing this was like this this is a very personal thing for me, and it, it's just the way that I appreciate the album as opposed to my actual thoughts on how good the music is. Um, I just think that the the big hitters are such big hitters that pretty much all of the other tracks fail to meet that standard. What I would say is I think you could listen to this album, twelve tracks, and. I think every single person, if they were tasked with picking three singles off it and they had no knowledge whatsoever of of, of rock music or anything, mm-hmm. I think they would all pick Paradise City, Sweet Child of Mine, and well, excuse me, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. Because I think they've all got that, excuse me, that magnetic, <laughs> struggling. <laughs> they've all like got such a, they're, they're quite, they're all quite different, but they've, there is an energy and just a, an undeniability about all three of them where you just thought like who doesn't like that I get that and, it, and it's it's one of those things where everything falls into place yeah like the the, the vocals and the and the band as a unit and, the, and the, them as individual musicians come together over over really well written music that like they're you can hear that. You can always hear when a, when a band is, has got golden, that golden thing. Mm-hmm. And they have that on all three of those tracks, for sure. Yeah. And it starts from, from the get-go, from the beginning of all those tracks. They have those hooks that are just immediately get you. Yeah. Sweet Child of Mine. The, the opening like, riff of that is 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 brilliant. Yeah. It is like and the it's most so iconic. Simple. Like, yeah, I know. But it's just that guitar, that one guitar riff. Yeah. And it... It lifts up and out of the album as as like the god tier track. Oh, do you think so? Yeah, one hundred percent. Because I I spend almost all of this album waiting for that moment for Sweet Child of Mine to come around, and that that to me is why I didn't enjoy the album as an album all that much. Right. I never thought I don't like this song. Yeah. As I was going through, but I I couldn't tell you much about any of the other tracks, really. Oh, man. Because I was waiting There's for Sweet Child so of Mine, many good, like, and they, they, they're good, and and I liked, I liked a lot of them. Like Mister Brownstone's uh, great. I didn't love Mister Brownstone. No, I didn't love that one either. Oh. What's the one that it's I did like? like? There was one in particular I did like. I'm gonna have to get the, the track listing up. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Hold on. Wait just one moment while I have a look. Pretty sure they opened with Night Train when I saw them. It was just great. Thinking about think about you. I think about you. Mm-hmm. That's a good track. Yeah, I like that one. Out to get me is a good track. Mm-hmm. Out to get me is good. But I just, I just think that I, my enjoyment of the album suffered for enjoying some of it so much. Yeah, and just knowing that that even if you don't like rock music, people like these tunes. That they're that good. Yeah, that the rest of the album kind of suffered a bit for me. Do you think there's a a part of it that's like because you know them. Like, you're having a great time when they come on a little bit more. I suppose like the like pre knowledge. Yeah. It's not even like with other albums you give me, but then oh, you know maybe you'll recognize a set the single off yeah. this album, and I'll be like oh yeah, I I, I did actually recognize that track, but I more than recognize these tracks. Oh yeah, I knew them coming yeah, into absolutely. it. Everyone so does. I guess I guess that will have affected my listen as well. And I'm I'm not saying this is a bad album. It's not. No. It, of that, course, it's that not. Would be like completely mental. It would be mental. 
I just didn't enjoy listening to it as an album all that much. Okay. I would rather just listen to the tracks that I liked. Okay. And and that'd be enough. Also, the Axl Rose thing does wear off on me. Yeah, and that's the thing with <clears throat> excuse me with a lot of people is mm-hmm. Axl Rose. Um, it's just I because of that higher register, like almost like screech. Yeah, he's very good at it. Yeah, and he when is it, great when it's it. good, it's really good. Oh like, yeah, really, he is really great good. at that. Um, but yeah, I, I know quite a lot of people that are like. Mm, so I guess that that kind of has an effect on it as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's kind of where I sit with it. It's a seven out of ten for me. Okay. In terms of my enjoyment of it. Okay. I fully appreciate that it's worth more than that. Yeah, I would give it. But a but, but from me, from my lesson of it, my appreciation of it. Yes, yeah. that's that's it. Yeah, I lo- I just love this album. It's so like just bursting with life and attitude and mm. like yeah just like i mean it's like a cliche at this point but sex drugs and rock and roll like yeah it is that though it's that a, it's... that phrase was invented for music like this mm-hmm. um and yeah i just love this album yeah. i love it and the two follow-up albums as well are both phenomenal mm. use your illusion part one and two both of which would have songs that you could probably recognize mm-hmm. on it as well. So. Yeah, I feel like I must know more Guns N' Roses than... Knocking on Heaven's Door. Well, it's a cover. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't That's Cry. Right. Mm. You know that? Maybe. And don't you cry tonight Cause you haven't <laughs> Just like yeah. him. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, anyway. Great song. Lovely. Uh, so 7 out of 10. And we're going to listen to Welcome to the Jungle. Because why, why, when you were given the because opportunity you to always... listen to Welcome to the Jungle, not listen to it? Yeah. Because everyone should always be listening to Welcome to the yeah. Jungle at all times. I could have picked another less interesting track from this, but why would I do that? Why? Yeah. Welcome so, to the Jungle's great. I Welcome mean, to yeah, the Jungle. You could have picked anything, but... Welcome to the Jungle from Appetite for Destruction, which is a good is a good title for an album. Oh, that's a fantastic yeah. title. For Debut album from Guns N' Roses. You know this song... Just enjoy it, yeah, guys. Yeah, sing along. Sing Turn along. Turn it up loud and just have Blast a Blast it. And enjoy the opening 30 seconds because that's, let's be real, the best part of the song. And if you haven't heard this for a while, you're welcome because you're about to fall in love with it all over all again. All over again. <laughs> enjoy. Man, that's good. Yeah. That's good stuff right there. One of the best debut albums probably ever. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Probably. Yeah. I mean, but... Slipknot exists, so sorry, but whoa, yeah, okay. I've not listened to Slipknot's debut. Eh? I listened to the I listened to Volume Three. Yeah, yeah, that was a throwback. That's a throwback. Yeah, throwback. Uh, anyway, that was uh, Welcome to the Jungle, of course, by Guns N' Roses, of course, from the Appetite, from the Appetite from the album, appetite. from the album Appetite for Destruction. Yes. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. We did. Yeah, we, we had we had quite a good time listening to that. Get your father's it made me want to say fur, you know? <laughs> like that moment at School of Rock when he like he teaches them to say fur. I say fur. You know that? I don't remember that. He's teaching Zach to play the guitar like a rock star. Oh, right. Uh, School of Rock, guys. Great film. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fun. Jack Black, man. Legend. Anyway, um, happy Father's Day, Father, Da, Dad. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to that that little walk down memory lane there yeah yeah um we're going to talk a bit about it next week now we're going to leave our dads behind <laughs> oh <it's quite> sad. <laughs> <laughs> next week um it it guys it's it's nearly july it is 
I mean, it's coming. It's borderline July. Right after June. In in reality, summer has arrived. I mean, it's literally rained for two days straight. Yeah. Um, as we record this next Sunday, uh, when episode eight will go up, uh-huh. is the first day of summer in the UK. Is that right? Yes. We've nailed that. We have nailed that. Because the category next week... It's the sound of the summer. It is the sound of the summer. Oh, yes. So That album that you... You're on the meadows. The barbecue's going. (laughs) You've got a few tinnies. And this is the album that's on. And you're like, oh. Oh, man. Code Orange are just so good. (laughs) Never again. Um... Now, we had originally talked about this being a Sound of the Summer album 2019, like it was about a 2019 album. Yeah, I've been um, betrayed here, everyone, just so you know. But I have, I've let Daniel know that it's been betrayed prior to this, but I'm going to go with with an old Sound of the Summer album. I was like... Because I've not found my Sound of the Summer yet this year. And I, I don't want to do an injustice working my way through releases this last week that have come out this year re-listening to stuff that's already come out, listening to some new stuff, being like, what's the sound of the summer? What's grabbing me? And he's the snake I've, I've, I've opted for, for a previous summer sound. <sighs> Rubbish. Um, but it's only because I want you to, to appreciate it for the summer. Isn't it? And I don't want to, I don't want to, like, play my hand too soon with sound of the summer. You know, that's a big deal. <laughs> is that a big deal? It is for me. Okay. I, there's always an album. Like, every summer always has an album. I'm like, oh, that summer was that album. Right, okay. Almost, okay. almost always. I don't even, I don't think I hold sound of the summer too dear to me. Usually because do. most of my music sounds like winter. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel daft winter. giving you a sound of the summer album in Edinburgh like now because it has just been it literally has rained for two days straight yeah. two, two entire days it's not stopped for two days yeah it's it's, it's honking it's still going I can hear it but hopefully it'll be sunny again one day <laughs> one day yeah Maybe hopefully before this podcast comes out yeah. hopefully this week while we're listening hopefully to this hopefully in album. the first day of summer yeah which is <laughs> that which nice. is the day of release for this podcast uh, anyway Ethan give me it so I actually had a hard time choosing <coughs> um, because you picked between 23 previous summers apparently pretty much yeah but i have uh at long last opted for i have made a choice that's good um so you're gonna get the a, a really good album i really like this album okay good um a scottish album oh lovely by none other than than scottish pop legend paolo natini Oh dear. No. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yes. Have you ever listened to any Pelo Latino before? Singles, I'm sure. Singles. You've probably heard singles. Yeah. Uh, we can have a, we can have chats about Pelo Latino next week and, and, we will. and his career. Okay. Um, but you're going to listen to his most recent album, which is maybe about five years old now, to be honest. Right. Uh, it's called Caustic Love. Caustic Love by Paolo Nottini. Paolo Nottini. Oh, Ethan, I don't like Paolo Nottini. You don't know that? Well, I guess I don't fully know that. I haven't ever gone in on an album, but there is a reason for that. Is there? Let's, let's see. So this was your Sound of the Summer one year. Well, yeah, this, was like, this was sunshine. like early uni days. Right, okay. Yeah. You're out in the meadows, you're pretending to study, but you're just having a beer. Oh, yeah, definitely yeah. feeling my degree, like Love pretending to study. those <laughs> days. Best days. Right, okay. Well, I'll um, I'll listen to that then, I suppose. Um, I'm going to give you 
an album that's come out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. As was album. the brief. <laughs> well, I've to be fair, I've given you a few oldies. Um, well, figures was new, but like. Vince Sevenfold was over ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Guns N' Roses was over was, ten years ago. Yeah, that was uh, that was an oldie. So, um, let's go with a nice new album. This album came out, um, I think maybe April. I think it came out. So, okay, so very new. Um, you, you'll laugh at the album title. I can't wait. It's called Morbid Stuff. Morbid stuff. <laughs> And of course it is. It is. <laughs> one of these albums that is negative lyrically, but sunny and fun musically. I, I refuse to believe that those albums exist. Uh, well, like Spanish Love Songs is like that. Yeah, was it? Yeah, it was. I suppose, it's, it's, I suppose it was. Yeah, it was. Um, the band are called Pup. Pup, like just, P-U-P. Just P-U-P, Pup. This is their second full-length album, um, and they are beginning to make a few waves. Oh, okay. A few waves. They're um, they're starting to garner a little bit of buzz. Uh-huh. But the first album got a little bit of buzz, and it seems like this one is continuing that. So it's called Morbid Stuff, and it's by Pop. Morbid Stuff by Pop, and it's a good time. And it's my uh, again, like you know, summer hasn't fully started yet. Sound of the summer may not have discovered it yet, but I listened to this album, and I think, oh yeah, this is great. Yeah, I'll do. Looking forward to it. Cool. What was it called again? It's called Pup. Morbid Stuff. Morbid Stuff. I wanted to say bleak stuff there, but that wasn't right. No, morbid no. Stuff. Morbid Stuff. Morbid is worse than bleak. Oh, yeah. yeah. Morbid is dead stuff. Yeah. Bleak. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> morbid Stuff by Pup, and you will be listening to Paolo Nettini's Caustic. I can't help but feel like I've been done here, but we'll see. You've been done? I like the... You've said we're going to talk about his career, so that makes me think that there is at least interesting discussion to be had. About there Palantini. is, there is a discussion to be had about Pelinti's okay. career. Okay, well, let's have that discussion next um, week, or at least I believe there is. Okay, uh, you may disagree. Anyway, we'll talk about that next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you. Hit us up on the socials. Let us know what you think of this week's albums. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for the Record Swap. You can find us on Twitter at the Record Swap. You can find us on Insta G. At the record swap, it's Instagram. Perhaps just in case you didn't know what Insta G was, in case yeah. you thought I was saying Insta Graham, I don't know. Um, <sighs> I don't know. That's the first G word I can think of, and it sounds just like Graham. If there is, <laughs> I don't know if the handle Instagram has been taken, but if you're listening to this and you're called Graham, you snap that up <laughs> yeah. right now because that is so good. Surely, it must be surely Instagram. That's brilliant. Anyway, <laughs> hit us up. Let us know what you think. We love to hear from you guys. Check us out next week. Happy Father's Day! Don't forget to buy your, at least call your dad today. Phone him. Do it. Ethan's he's got serious eyes on. He's glaring my, at the laptop here. I'm glaring at you. I'm virtually glaring at you. Can you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, thanks for listening. Peace out. See you later. Love you. See you next week. Cheers. Bye. I got no rules. I 